Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson, and joining me today is Amir Nani, the president and CEO of UEC, and we are live at the Oxford Club Investment U Conference here in Carlsbad, California. Sir, thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's nice to be with you. You know, you're one of the featured speakers here today. Uh, if you would, share with the audience, uh, what's the current state of uranium? Yeah, so here we are. It's been five years since the nuclear situation in Japan. And we see the, the best setup for the nuclear market and uranium prices today in the sense that the number of reactors that are under construction worldwide, uh, led by China, that just came out last month with their latest five-year plan. And what they're planning to do is to go from 27 gigawatts of electricity <coughs> generation from nuclear to 160. That's amazing. Like, it's six times or six X growth. That's exciting. And you have India on the back of that. You have developments in the U.S. with five reactors under construction, as you're familiar, kind of yes. in your neck of the woods. And uh, look, uh, we have more reactors under construction globally than probably any time in the history of nuclear power. And we've had five years of a downturn in uranium prices, which means people were not rushing to go out there and build new uranium mines. So the supply side is not growing nearly as much as the demand side is growing with reactor constructions. Perfect recipe for a commodity that should strengthen in price, right? Classic supply demand sub fundamentals, supply is lagging, demand is going up. So I think the stage is set nicely. We are right now seeing the uranium price kind of at a low point and at, in terms of the last five years, we're at a, a low point right now. But that in a way is your contrarian opportunity, right? It's yeah, a perfect contrarian opportunity <laughs> where you see that low point on price. Yes. But you look at the fundamentals and you just see this uh, really constructive situation taking place with the reactors being built. Um, and also at the same time, one thing I really want to emphasize is that commodities in general, like you look at oil, you look at other kind of commodities, have been so heavily linked to economic growth. Economic growth dictates sort of how much steel we're going to use, how much copper we're going to use. A really important narrative in the nuclear story right now is climate change. It's become so important in the U.S. with the EPA being in rulemaking, with the utilities needing to reduce their uh, basically carbon footprint, with the air pollution issues in China. I mean, that was the big mandate of the new five-year plan was for them to focus on ways to generate right. CO2 emission-free electricity that is clean, reliable, base load around the clock. So you also have to remember that with nuclear, the issues around climate change, the issues around countries and, and these emerging markets wanting to have access to clean electricity uh, are becoming a very important driver. Yes, they are. You know, as a value investor, this is the perfect storm for me. Right. And as for you as well. Why should UEC, your company, be in my portfolio? We've, we've spent the last 11 years building UEC with an emphasis around uh, sources of uranium or production that is situated in the U.S. Okay. Uh, focusing on projects that can be mined, especially in South Texas and Paraguay. We have projects that could be developed and mined using the low-cost and environmentally friendly institute situ recovery method. Institute recovery has proven to be the lowest-cost way of mining uranium. And it's using basically solution as a way of recovering uranium in permeable sandstone basins, as opposed to conventional mining that involves digging, and it's an earth-moving capital-intensive yes, way of mining. <laughs> so by focusing on a very low-cost way of mining uranium, you know that with UEC, you're not looking at a company that needs to go out there and raise billions of dollars of capital like mining companies typically yes. need to build something. More importantly, most of the heavy lifting 
to build our infrastructure, to get our processing plant, it's already done. Yes, it is. We already own 100% our own uranium processing plant in South Texas. Uh, this is the Hobson plant, which is fully licensed. It's, it's, it operated. We had it, uh, uh, we started production there in 2010 before putting it basically on standby because of the low uranium price environment. But nonetheless, you know that we have the infrastructure advantage. You know we have the proof of concept. We started production when uranium prices were stronger. We pro produced, processed at a competitive cost and sold. So you see that proof of concept. This is not some business plan or PowerPoint right. presentation. Uh, so I think that's a really important issue. And then what we've done over the last few years with the uranium price uh, declining, we didn't want to just sit idle and not do anything. We didn't feel the right thing to do was to just deplete our right. resources and sell it at a break-even price or even at a loss, but instead to keep that production and that resources for when the uranium prices recover. And meanwhile, we've invested in drilling, expanding our resources in South Texas, permitting, making acquisitions, making acquisitions that now expands our footprint outside of South Texas and to Arizona and to Paraguay and South America. Uh, and so that's how we've increased the intrinsic value of the business. Yes. Well, and speaking of just the plant alone, isn't the plant alone uh, worth more than the market cap right now? You could, I think you could uh, look at it that way. I mean, honestly, when you think about how long it takes to permit yes. a uranium mine, a uranium plant, and uh, not just the, not just the dollar amounts that goes into it, but just the amount of time. This is one of the most license-intensive industries out there. Oh, yes, it is. It takes way more in terms of licensing than drilling an oil and gas well than it is to build a gold mine. Uranium mining, that's the long lead item. So I think the fact that we're sitting on this fully licensed plant at Hobson, our first project, Palangana, is also fully uh, licensed for production. That's where we produced uh, uh, uranium from uh, for two and a half years. Our second project, Golia, is fully permitted for production. So when you appreciate the nuts and bolts of what actually makes a good uranium story, Permitting, permitting, besides having the right resources, besides having infrastructure, are you permitted? We are. And so as we anticipate and see these strong fundamentals emerging for uranium, we have that sort of first mover, early mover advantage where we have our infrastructure, we have our plants, we have two projects fully permitted, a portfolio behind that, and we don't have the need to go out there and raise 100 or 200 or a billion dollars to build these large-scale open pit or underground mines. You know, Mir, one of the things that really excites me about UEC is, is the fact that the strategic moves that you're making and the capital that you're able to garner right now when the spot price right now of uranium is $20. Right. Let's talk about some institutional investors. Sure. Who are they? Um, the last uh, equity raise that we completed was just last month, and uh, we, uh, we did an equity financing for $10.5 million. Um, the couple of the institutions uh, that participated in that uh, were uh, JP Morgan Asset Management uh, and, uh, and Sprott. So the, those are, in my mind, the blue chip <laughs> names. Uh, you know, on the registry, when you check holders of UEC, you see BlackRock, for example, uh, as, as, a, as a major, as a holder, uh, maybe five and a half, six percent. Management, including myself, uh, have continued to be involved in terms of uh, purchasing shares and, of yes. course, filing our, our reports for these purchases. I founded the company in 2005, so I've been at this for 11 years, and so our commitment not just to building the company, but to being owners of the business and adding to our ownership yes. uh, is, uh, is noteworthy. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we attracted, for example, both to our uh, credit facility and our uh, equity, uh, Li Ka-shen, you know, the wealthiest man in Asia. Uh, he's got 
really a front seat view of what's happening in China with the nuclear growth that's taking place. And, uh, you know, they got involved uh, with uh, a $20 million credit facility that uh, we have in place, which, by the way, you know, you hear of big mining companies having billions of dollars of debt. Uh, our company has managed to get into a, a position of being able to produce with only $20 million of long-term debt that uh, we have to pay back in 2019. And that debt is also with Li Kasheng and Sprott, two very entrepreneurial resource yes. investors. They're also invested on the equity side, so these are not big banks uh, uh, that, that have loaned uh, some crazy amount of money. So everything about what we've done is, is conservative when it comes to the capital structure, the, the financial institutions that are involved. There's a real alignment where me and my team, our major holders, we're all aligned with the equity, right? And we're all, we're, we all really feel that in the uranium business where you have less than 10 companies in the world that can produce uranium, that this is a very scarce situation to be in, that there's scarcity of producers or companies with production capability. You know, you have the preeminent names. That speaks volumes because that says a lot about management. That means that they have trust in you. And that speaks volumes. And you're right. If you don't have the right uh, institutional investors, you know, anything can happen. Let's focus a little bit more right now just on Texas. The USGS, didn't they release some, uh, the, uh, a report recently that there's actually more potential for uranium where you are right now? Yeah, you know, late, uh, late last year, the US Geological Survey released a report after studying uh, potential in various basins or areas of the United States. Uh, it was, this was a standalone report on South Texas, identifying South Texas as one of the least explored. This is the South Texas uranium kind of province. So everywhere, the area south of San Antonio down to the border, basically. Uh, and this area is basically now regarded in this report as being the least explored for uranium, but also having the highest potential for new uranium discoveries. They even put a number out there of you know, potential for greater than 200 million pounds of uranium. We were quite excited to see that because we felt that way going back to 2005 when the company first formed we initially and since then have made South Texas our focus, believing that it does have enormous potential, that, there's, that it really is underexplored, and that South Texas has a great energy culture and a great business-friendly culture, but that is always centered around hydrocarbons. Yes, yes. And so with uranium now becoming more interesting, also the pullback in oil and gas prices has made landowners and other stakeholders in South Texas think about what else can we do, how else can we generate revenue, so uranium is really, in my mind, that it kind of could potentially lead the next wave of excitement and development in, in South Texas. We're definitely there. Uh, there are other companies that are noticing and taking advantage of uh, this potential. Yes. But we really, in my mind, have a pole position when it comes to South Texas. We've been there for 11 years. We've proven ourselves and established ourselves with the local communities, with local stakeholders. So it's not just about having the plant, the data, and the know-how, but it's also really having community relations, having yes, worked is. with the community for over a decade now, whether it's, uh, you know, scholarships that we've given, and, you know, we've been very involved with the local area. So uh, I, I was very pleased to see this USGS report, and I think the South Texas uh, story, you know, the last hundred years was written all around oil and gas. Who knows, the next 50 or 100 years, it could be about uranium. We'll see. There's a, there's a big area of South Texas, and uh, everything, as they say, is bigger in Texas. So yes, it is. You have that, too. <laughs> Amir, talk to me about the management team. I think you have some instrumental parts uh, with your management team that uh, viewers need to know about. Well, I mean, first of all, we're fortunate that about six months ago, uh, former uh, U.S. Energy Secretary Spencer Abraham joined us as our new executive chair. 
you know, you don't often see uh, <laughs> uh, former cabinet members or, you know, Secretary of Energy join a, a, a small cap energy company, so we're thrilled about that. Um, Spence was the U.S. 10th uh, Energy Secretary from 2001 to 2005, and, you know, we share him along with him being on the board of companies like Occidental Petroleum. So, it's a real energy figure to have on yes. the team to be hands-on with us. Scott Melby, who joined us a year and a half ago as Executive Vice President, he was formerly President of Cameco Inc. That's Cameco's global uh, subsidiary for sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. Cameco is the world's largest uranium producer. So the experience to have people that have operated at those levels of running the Department of Energy or running the world's largest you know, uranium mining sales and operations. I mean, these are fantastic sort of uh, individuals. And the yes, fact yeah. that they're part of this team uh, really, I think, bodes well and is the biggest vote of confidence we could ask to have along with our technical team. You know, in our technical team, individuals that have worked in the uranium exploration mining business for decades, that almost, uh, you know, from the, from the infancy of this business, 35, 40 years ago, have been in it. Uh, I feel that we've got the right combination of the technical brain trust coupled with the business executive political kind of background to make this a very complete package and a very complete team. That is quite impressive, sir. <laughs> For the viewers here, if they want to know more about UBC, what's the best way to contact you, sir? I think our website is very complete. It's got some really good visuals on it as well about this low-cost institute recovery method that we use. So I'd encourage you to visit www.uraniumenergy.com. Amir, thank you for joining us today on Proven Improbable. Thank you, Maurice. The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.